folks. We're going on grid. This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. Guys, what a wild week five in the NFL. But before I get to that, really quick update in October. Baseball last night, the Braves took down the Cardinals 3-1, to and the Dodgers took down the Nationals 10-4. to They both, Atlanta and Los Angeles, have a 2-1 to series lead heading into tonight where all four Division Series games are in action. Guys, we could have our championship series set after tonight's games. Uh, that'd be yeah, pretty bloody. interesting. It'd be pretty interesting to keep it going and uh, push the championship series out there. Tonight, the Astros visit the Rays, Braves visit the Cardinals, Dodgers in Washington, and the Yankees are in Minnesota. Alex, do you have a starter for the Braves tonight yet? Uh, let me check right now. It I is undecided right now. I don't know right all the now. other matchups, but Atlanta-St. Louis, I see is Hudson versus Undecided. Yes. Hud- Dakota Hudson will take on Undecided as of today. Nice. <laughs> so we got a great uh, – we'll see what happens. We'll keep everybody up to date with that all right. as we hear it. But, guys, let's go right into the NFL. Uh, let's highlight some of these big games. Uh, we'll go with Houston and the Atlanta Falcons. The Texans taking them down 53-32. to Deshaun Watson, 426 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, majority of those going to Will Fuller, who had over 40 points of fantasy on the day. 14 catches, 217 yards, and three touchdowns. What a day for him. Also, what a day for Matt Ryan. 330 yards, three touchdowns, but an interception. And uh, Devonta Freeman, 11 carries for only 30 yards, but he had five catches for 40 and a score. Uh, it's hard for me to say this, but Baltimore Ravens taking down the Pittsburgh yeah, Steelers. Man. Uh, 26 to 23, sneaking them by in overtime. Uh, Joe, just really quick, I, I kind of disagree with your take. The defense played great. They they sacked Lamar Jackson five times, three interceptions. I don't think they played sloppy on both sides of the ball. The offense needs work, absolutely. But I mean, that defense is young. They got eight first round picks on that defense. I think there's a lot to come. For so, the rest of the so what did you like about it? The point where every time Pittsburgh scored, that they allowed Baltimore to come back and score. Was that with the defense you were talking about? How impressed was that every time you scored that you allowed them to You're score? You're absolutely right. Absolutely okay. right. But I, I wasn't sure if that's what you were impressed with. I'm impressed with the fact that eight first rounders after only three weeks of practicing with each other can cause three interceptions and sack one of the best players. Uh, listen, in the five participation times. trophies for everybody. Congratulations. This is the big leagues, my friend. We don't celebrate mediocrity. Fair enough. Enough, Wait a second, a Joe. You were all then just hating on Lamar. If you don't celebrate mediocrity, they won the game and are three and two. Baltimore, what does that got to do with Pittsburgh's defense? What I don't understand. No, what but is you that, were also the, down on Baltimore. You were also down on Baltimore. So talking things, about participation wait, 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 trophies. wait. So both things they that they're the mutually exclusive, like they both can't be true. Like Lamar Jackson can't be a great passer, and the Pittsburgh defense had, was a total letdown what yesterday. Saying, like those two things can't be the same. No, 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 Joe. What I'm saying is we can't cherry pick the arguments, okay? You love style makes fight on sometimes and the offensive line and the punching you in the mouth, but then not with other times. Like, you're loving the ability of them to, you know, upset the apple cart with Patty Mahomes and all this, but then you're talking about his not with Pittsburgh's defense not being able to get a stop every time Baltimore scored yesterday. I'm talking about Baltimore, not Pittsburgh. I'm talking about Baltimore. Well, what is Lamar Jackson being a 50% completion passer not good enough in the NFL what part of that is what does that got to do with style because they want to run the ball he wasn't 50 percent Joe he was in 19 to 28 that's two-thirds right yeah congratulations because you can run the ball but we've already seen the week before what happens when Baltimore can't run that's the problem 
All right, but then at the top of the show, you were like, and look at what Indy was able to do. They were able to run the ball. So it can't be why a positive. They won the game. It seems like it's Indy, why they won the game. That's got nothing to do with the individual pieces of the game. The defense okay, but- can be bad. We, we're yeah. not going to celebrate, God, you know, because we have eight first-rounders that somehow or another managed to make a few tackles. The bottom line is the defense lost that game for you guys yesterday because you couldn't stop Baltimore every time you took a lead. Right. Baltimore won the game. You're talking about Pittsburgh. I'm talking about Baltimore. But it's all right. We got an update to do. We got plenty of time to talk about that. All right. Yeah, well, all right. We'll see in January what a great pass, his style. We'll see how well that works in the playoffs if they make it. I think we might. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll see. Oh, guys, don't 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 break up. You guys are so great together. Please, I didn't. No, mean, no, I didn't no. Mean we'll see Lamar, no, we'll see how Lamar <laughs> and his, uh, you know, his his hundred and eighty-seven yards works out in the playoffs. Yeah, we'll see what happens. He also had uh, seventy yards rushing, but uh, you're right, that might not be enough. For yeah, the that's right. We'll see. Can't do that happens. when you're playing from behind, though, can you? <laughs> exactly. Um, another game to highlight, real quick: the Carolina Panthers taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars, thirty-four to twenty-seven. What a game for Christian McCaffrey: nineteen rushes for one hundred and seventy-six yards, two touchdowns. He had six catches for 61 yards as well. On the other side, DJ Shark had a great game too. Eight catches for 164 yards do, and do, two do, scores. DJ Shark, do, 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 do. And Gardner Minshew also showing his stuff. 374 yards, two touchdowns. He had seven rushes for 42 yards as well. Uh, let's go Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. November know Ben still feeling this one. 34-24, to 24, the Packers on top of America's team. They just can't seem to beat Aaron Rodgers. 238 yards. But Aaron Jones, oh my goodness, set 19 carries for 107 yards and four touchdowns. What a d- game for him. Dak Prescott, though, 463 yards, two touchdowns, but three costly interceptions. Mario Cooper had 11 catches for 226 yards and a score as well. But we'll see what happens next week. Uh, we got Monday Night Football, Cleveland and San Francisco. And I send it back to the guys, helping you make it rain this Monday morning. You're listening to the Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. Hour number two on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Time to make it rain. Joe Ranieri, Dane Martinez along for the ride here as we, uh, as we try and point you in the right direction on a Monday night football game, which is going to have a lot of bearing uh, as far as that AFC North goes as... What is now a two-team race between Cleveland and Baltimore. Uh, These games are going to be pretty important down the stretch. Now a non-divisional game for Cleveland here tonight. But they got to travel the West. They're taking on an undefeated San Francisco 49ers team, which nobody talks about. And the line continues to move away from Cleveland, yet they continue to get a whole lot of tickets written in their direction. Public loves Cleveland. Not so much for the professional betters, the big money guys. They continue to pound. It appears to be the San Francisco 49ers opened up at three and a half. It's already moved to five at this point. Kyle Shanahan, one of the uh, one of the best offensive minds in the game, with a extra week to prepare for the Cleveland Browns. And quite honestly, I I think it's the defenses of these two teams, which really, I don't know, get enough credit. Now, the secondary for Cleveland's still a little banged up, but the defense for the San Francisco 49ers, I, I don't I don't know of a undefeated team in past years to this point that got talked so little about uh, like the 49ers. I don't know if it's a West Coast thing, if there's just not enough name recognition, but I'm blown away with how little people 
talk or even realize what the 49ers are all about, Dane. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's a few reasons. One, West Coast bias. Two, early on, the teams they were beating, Tampa, Cincy, people didn't think it was any great shakes, right? They've had a bye, so they've literally been off the radar for Mm. a week, Joe. And then here's the other thing for me. I think it's their division, Joe, and the public is so big on the Rams and just assumes the Rams are going to go 12-4. and The public knows and trusts Russell Wilson, right? So in your knee-jerk reaction, you think, oh, regardless, they're they're playing third fiddle in that division. So I think that has something to do with it too, Joe, but I'm with you. D Ford, Nick Boza against that bad offensive line and Shanahan looking to attack that leaky and banged-up secondary. Tevin Coleman potentially back as well for this committee. I think there's a lot of reasons to like San Fran tonight. Yeah, a lot of reasons to like San Fran moving forward, period, in that division. All of a sudden, the NFC West could be a total battle here of teams. So we'll talk about that game. We'll break it down. We'll do that coming up here. Let's make it rain. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. That's the problem when you give the guys in the pit a little too much time, Dane. They 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 try and come up with uh, what what is that? Is that even Backstreet Boys? Like what what the hell is that? Oh my god, that's horrific. This is the spoof band together. I'd rather you sing it. Has that? You go ahead and serenade it. Let me hear. Next time I will. Next time. Off. Joe, you know I still love you, brother, man. No, my ears are bleeding right now with that. That was like boy band hell. Like, what do you don't ever do that again, please? That was boy band spoof, so it was supposed to be hell. Oh, God, please come back with Metallica. Do something with that. Damn. Uh, all right, so we've got a um, couple of other headlines from the weekend. Number one, if you're just joining us here this morning, uh, Jay Gruden, the era is over in Washington. Uh, They fired him after six seasons. What a shock. Uh, There were a lot of rumors being leaked. He wasn't a big fan of Dwayne Haskins, didn't want him drafted, didn't want to play him. Obviously, Bruce Allen and the owner, Daniel Schneider, uh, have felt otherwise. It looks like they did name Bill Callahan, offensive line coach, longtime former Cowboy coach. Uh, Bill Callahan, former Jet coach, I think. He's been around the league for a million years. But he's the line coach. Yeah, he will take care of the uh, the play calling and the head coaching duties, and I am sure he had to swear and promise that he is behind Dwayne Haskins 100%. Uh, the Dwayne Haskins era will uh, will officially begin, I am certain, against the Miami Dolphins this week. As that line opened up at minus three and a half for right. Washington, it, 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 where is it now? Do we is it as it moved at all? Well, remember, I was telling you guys weeks ago to get it when you could. Uh, The Dolphins are – I can't believe this, Joe. The Dolphins are home dogs still. Um, And they are getting – yeah, right now Miami, 
Three and a half points, Joe, if you like it. I'm telling you, Joe. Joe, I told you weeks ago this was the time. And now you can still this morning. Wow. Last week you could have got it at like six and a half. And I was telling you guys to do it when y'all were telling me how much I love the damn Dolphins. I said, get it. And now it's only three and a half, but it is still over the key number. And, Joe, we're going to be seeing an interim head coach. We're going to be seeing Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. I think they had another key injury on the offensive line last yesterday also. Yep. Didn't like Reef go down and this is going to be Miami off a bye with Rosen playing for his job I I like Miami plus the three and a half next week and I get it now because I think it's going to go under a field goal Joe I cannot um (laughs) this is going to be a game where two teams are all they're going to do everything in their power not to win this game because they don't want to mess up the whole uh number one draft pick situation with this one. Yeah. They could pull people out of the stands to play in this game in Miami because they don't want to uh they don't want to risk a W at any stretch of the imagination here. Could so it be a tie would be no, no, because then you leave the door offenses? open. <laughs> could we see a six six tie? trying to think of which team do I have more confidence in not being able to to screw this up here. I mean Miami is uh, Miami's Miami. all in. Yeah, Miami's definitely all in. So they're going to do everything Miami's they the can to blow team. that game. Miami's yeah. the better team, Joe. They are, but they are fully committed to not winning. So I've never seen they might have a better team, but they are fully committed to not winning. And you got to have Dwayne Haskins where what if Jay Gruden is right? Like what what if has the game? <laughs> no, that, I mean, forget that. that. No, no, I forget think, about this I, week, but I mean right. in the long run. What, what if he can't play? What if that – it wouldn't be the first time we have a top 10 quarterback taken that right. a coach hated, was fired, but proven to be correct here, guys. I mean, what if Dwayne Haskins is not the answer for Washington? You know, this Rose can at least, like, mask himself uh, as a serviceable NFL quarterback for four quarters if need be. Unless he's told not to. Because Josh, Josh Rosen knows that for the second year in a row, he might just be traded away again. He has to mm. put it on film. Joe, I mean, I, I like Miami. I like Miami in this game. Call it what you want. I like Miami to get a W week six. I, uh, I, I, money I, line, Joe. I can't. Like, no part of me can even think about. You're gonna lay three and a half points. Putting money on that on that game. I did not like. What is the money line right now? What What is the money? Yeah, how one forty eight? The Washington, the zero and five Washington football team just uh, fired their coach and will likely be running out a co- rookie quarterback who we've not been able to see handle regular season action with two offensive linemen out there because Trent Williams ain't coming back this week. All right. Um. Washington is minus 170 right now, Joe. I, you know, Miami's in trouble. I don't know how they can mask this and actually lose this game with a straight face. I don't, I don't know. It's going to be masterful. Here's something else for you that I oh. think is equally hysterical, Joe. The total for this game is 41 and a half. Joe, I take the under, under, like, this should be preseason, like, what are those lines Uh, we see preseason week one, preseason week two, what do we see, like, 35, see, usually 35 and a half, that's what we should see, Joe, like, really, how do these teams get to 41, honestly, I have no idea, I'm still trying to figure out, 
how in I, the world I, Miami I, is going to sell any tickets to this game is what I'm trying to figure out here. There might be – it might look like a Marlins game when it is all said and done here. It could be nine people in the stands. Listen, Joe, I'm going to tease the Dolphins to plus – I'm going to have a six-and-a-half-point teaser. I'm going to tease the Dolphins to plus ten, and I'm oh. going to tease the total to 47-and-a-half and go under it, Joe. Like, how, how do I miss that? I'm breaking in hives just thinking about it because it's the Miami Dolphins and all they do is let people down, especially betters. Like I, I cannot see them risking so this game with Washington at and all. I, I don't buy. I'm, I, I, give me Haskins. Give me Haskins and Washington to get it done. Well, because they actually have other guys that on that team that liked Gruden. So it might actually rally Washington as opposed to being the other way and blowing it up. I know Jay Gruden wasn't not liked by the team. He was really liked by the team. Or not. Yeah. You were just well, saying because guys, well, because you know how that works. Guys will want to play for Gruden. That's why they'll want to show the coach that, oh, boy, sorry, coach. They feel this sense of guilt that it was our fault. He's not on the team anymore. I don't yeah, see yeah, how Miami at, at all wins this game okay, on any level. Miami, you're going to hang your hat on the uh, they're going to try. I don't want to hang my hat anywhere. I don't even want the game to exist. I just I wish it would go away. I don't want it to be on TV. I don't want people even talking about it. Like, it should not be legal to have this game on. Oh, it's going to be – I'm telling you, watch. There are going to be 10 people in the stands, five people for the Redskins, and there's going to be actually – Two Patriot fans and three Dolphin fans. And just because the Patriot fans want to laugh. That's the only people that are going to this game. I, it's going to be an embarrassment for the NFL. I can't even. But you know what? To their point, they're probably going to be 70 points in this game. How's that? There's probably It's probably going to be 53 to 48. It could be one of the uh, one of the most ridiculous games ever. Or even worse, it's going to be 7-3. Oh. Or... Joe, you know what else could happen? We could have a crazy, and you're down there, we could have the crazy torrential downpour, and this game won't go 55 oh, minutes. Be, this game is just <laughs> terrible. It should not. Listen, even Cincinnati and Arizona was a fun game to watch. At least they, you know, they, that was some offense. We had some, I mean, we, that was a fun. This game is going to be just, it, it's just going to be uh, hideous. It's going to be like watching, Aaron Jones run all over that uh, vaunted Cowboys defense yesterday that we heard so much about there from somebody in the pit, uh, and yet they couldn't stop him not once, not twice, not three, not all four running touchdowns by Aaron Jones and the Green Bay Packers who went into Big D and uh, uh, just just took it to Dallas. Now, I know there was a comeback, but that comeback was a little too little too late because you can't keep throwing interceptions and expect to make a full comeback. Uh, once again, the Jason Garrett special of coaching. Yeah. Um, congratulations, Jason Garrett. You lost another game in the most Jason Garrett of ways. Uh, they just had no answer. But I, they didn't come to play. I mean, that's the bottom line is they didn't play in the first half of this game. They were a half a step late on everything, and they allowed Green Bay to have their way with them. Dallas yeah. is. I got one question, though, for you, Joe. And maybe for Ben O'Brien also. You don't pay Amari Cooper though, right? Well, do you pay Dak now? How much are you paying Dak? How much money did Dak lose yesterday? I'm just curious. That is what Amari Cooper game. <laughs> well, that was that fumble yesterday too, or that interception. 
Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. So who wants to be the next daily fantasy millionaire? Well, why not use the most accurate projections in fantasy football? That's right. Fantasy Pros is independently rated. Daily Roto, the number one most accurate projection system to start the 2019 fantasy football season. Let the most accurate projections in DFS take you to the next level. You can save 10% with the promo code ACTION, and you can become Daily Roto's eighth daily fantasy millionaire. Just head over to dailyroto.com forward slash premium to learn more. That's dailyroto.com forward slash premium. The promo code ACTION will get you a 10% discount on the most accurate DFS projection system you can get. And keep in mind, dailyroto.com is where millionaires are made. And welcome back in here to Make It Rain on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys yesterday, it, uh, it did not work out for them well, especially early on in that game where you had, they couldn't run the ball. They expected Dak Prescott to throw the ball, and every time he threw the ball, uh, it wasn't a – you either had a receiver, drop it, ricochet it off, and somehow or another it landed in the Green Bay Packers' uh, hands. It was not a good day for the Packer, for the uh, Dallas offense at home. They made a great comeback. you got to give them credit, but ultimately it was too little too late – and I know a lot of finger point. It was the refs. It was this. It was that. The truth is, listen, you if if uh, Zeke Elliott is not going to be able to run, which we had a fear was going to be the problem with uh, with Tyron Smith out. Lyle Collins went down with an injury that all of a sudden the offensive line became uh, a liability yesterday. And it showed. And uh, Dak made a couple of really bad throws. And ultimately, when you're going up against Aaron Rodgers and uh, and an offense that can now run the ball, and Aaron Jones, they couldn't stop Aaron Jones. I mean, all day long, he was just, he was grinding out yards on the ground. Uh, You end up losing. You lose at home, and now the good news for the Dallas Cowboys is they have the Jets on the schedule. But, you know, neither one of those two teams, that being the, uh, the Packers as well, uh, it's not like they didn't struggle either. There were certainly stretches in that second half. Game felt like it took forever, too, by the way. But there were stretches in that game where, you know, it was Aaron Rodgers making boneheaded plays as well. I mean, he wasn't without fault, too. So while you give him credit for winning the first half and and jumping out to that lead, the second half just, you know, Green Bay kept doing everything they could to allow them back into the game. It It was very weird, but not a good showing at home for the Dallas Cowboys at all. This is true, but, you know, we fall into some of the same things. Now, I I obviously know that Dallas can run the ball with the O-line and Zeke Elliott, but Mm. that O-line is banged up. But look, Joe, you know, when you look at this box score of this game, the idea of Dak Prescott throwing the ball 44 times is not what Dallas wants to do. You know, we go back to this kind of – I'm going back to this style makes fight narrative, right? And look at all these teams that get kind of forced out of this – 
and mm-hmm. have to rely solely on the pass game. That's not what that's not a good you know, recipe for success, whether it's Jared Goff and the Rams who've been throwing it 49 times, right? Matt Ryan throws it 46 times, but they only get three yards of carry in the run game. Dak with 44 attempts. A guy like Phillip Rivers with 48 attempts yesterday. Gordon, Melvin Gordon comes back 12 for 31, not able to run the ball. KC, even when they get mauled in the trenches, not able to run the ball, you know? So they need to be able to at least go to that when needed, if they're going to be able to, you know, kind of be multiple and be able to actually be a contender. It's the teams that we trust that can do both elements here. New England can run and throw. The Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson is okay putting it up and they can run. This is what you need because as you say, Joe, in the playoffs, whatever you can't do, that's what's going to be exposed. Yeah, uh, listen, Amari Cooper, over 200 yards, had a great day, but it was his turnover by missing the pass, having it ricocheted on the opening drive there that kind of set the tone for the whole day and the whole situation there. They took that 7-0 lead, uh, the Packers did, and they really stole momentum and just and, and kept it rolling from there. A lot of missed tackles. The penalties were by Dallas all at the wrong moments. Every time they'd get a first down, it was a penalty. Yeah. It was a, it was something you know even Jason Garrett throwing flags you know cursing refs out it's like oh here we go again every time they took two steps forward they took two steps back but one game at home sucks they get the Jets next week while Green Bay interesting enough has got to go and play the Detroit Lions who will be coming off a bye and all of a sudden who thought that that NFC North battle would be of significance here heading into week six is the Lions uh, continue to impress, and Stafford had an extra week to get a little bit healthy. But uh, it was, uh, you know, again, you win a game. Not pretty, Packers, but you won the game, and you're right. Cowboys, you're built. Where the reason you gave Zeke Elliott all that money is because you need him to be able to run the ball in order to be able to open up some other things. And I think that's why people are going to today, Cowboy fans included, are going to go, you can't give him all that money. You cannot give Dak Prescott the kind of money he's wanting because you just, if you need to rely on him, yeah, that's what you're going to get, Dane. That's going to be the argument against Dak Prescott. Fair. Uh, Venmo Brian, how many points you giving me? Cowboys Jets next week. How many points you want to give me? 40 nothing, by the way. 40 nothing. I mean, if he gives me 40, I'll take it. It may take mm-hmm. that many, though, Joe, for me to actually mm-hmm. take it. I mean, well, Sam Darnold will be back. I don't know. Yes, I don't want to go. But I don't, don't, don't want to go in. I'll give you like seven. I don't oh, know. Mostly, by the way, seven will not be enough for me to take them. What do you? What is the line? Do you know? Is it like the line yeah, is actually is the, the Jets are home. It's eight and a half, Joe. It's eight and a half, which I was surprised to see that it was only eight and a half. To be quite honest, they must think that uh, Sammy D is coming back and that he's a superhero. All right, let me so run no some projections Fendel. and I'll come back. I right, run the projections, right. man. Come up with a realistic number there that you because uh, you know your thought again is that they are so much better than the. It can't be. It's got to be more than eight and a half because they're so much better than the Jets at home. But I do believe they'll have Mosley back for this game also. So they might be getting a little healthier. But ultimately, you know, we talked about it earlier, Dane. The, the team quit yesterday in Philadelphia. It, it absolutely yeah, quit. Coming, coming off a bye week and to have the quarterback there not take any reps or practice at all 
with the starters because you were hoping and praying Sam Darnold was going to be ready for this game. Listen, everybody knew Sam Darnold. The minute he opened his mouth and said, I don't want to die, everybody knew he wasn't playing. Like, seriously? So you don't let you don't let Luke Falk take any of the reps all week and you have him playing with the practice squad. Well, because he had gay Sarah. Guarantee. Like this is not, you know, this is not a sprained ankle that heals like that. Right. Okay. This is not even a broken bone that just heals. I, they're mm-hmm. saying like Sam Darnold could go out and run a damn marathon today if he wants. That yep. doesn't mean that his spleen is going to shrink. He can yep. look fine if they do if they run tests on the Thursday and the lab results aren't what the Jets want. He's sitting out again. You know, there's mm-hmm. nothing the Jets can really do except let it run its course, unfortunately. And it has nothing to do with how he looks at practice or how he feels. So, I mean, and I'm kind of on the side, Joe, if this season is lost anyway and you want Sammy D to be our quarterback for the next decade, Decade, like right. I don't hold him out again. Like we're zero and five, or we're zero and four. It doesn't matter. Hold him out. Like I, I really, I really hope Joe that because there, there is no reason to rush Darnold back in this one. I no, really I, hope. Uh, I really hope they don't do something stupid. I well, judging from what we've seen from Adam Gaze, and, and we talked about it weeks ago, body language. I mean, there were yeah. Dang, there were shots Except in that for game Le'Veon where Bell, which is ironic, he was sitting right? on the bench. Like he like Adam Gase was like with his hand, like look, reading the like sitting down by himself on the bench, like reading his play, like he was somehow going to your playbook sucked. It was something. hand hand left, hand right to Le'Veon Bell, hand left to Le'Veon Bell, hand right. Like th- there was no creativity. There was no game plan at all. He was pissed because Sam Donald wasn't cleared to play, so he basically dumbed it down and gave uh, gave Luke Falk absolutely zero shot at having success. We talk about it, right? Coaches, the great ones, th- no matter who's that quarterback, no matter what's going on, they put their p- players in a position to be successful. Adam Gase did none of that yesterday. And now that Sam Darnold, like you said, is coming back, what are we supposed to think that all of a sudden – like, what What are you trying to bring back, roll back the clock on Demarius Thomas? You threw the ball to him 15 times yesterday. Robbie Anderson got three looks. Like, Robbie Anderson is your number one receiver, not Demarius Thomas. Like, I, I Adam Gates. Crowder, only two. That's who you yeah. spent money on in the offseason. You know, Thank you. Joe, you know, you talk about how Flores down in my um, – that in Miami had yeah. so much leash and all this stuff. And then I mm-hmm. said, ah, but what about Wilkes in Arizona after just one year? You think Gaze? I mean, he's got a built-in excuse because of the mono. He really does. And C.J. Mosley missing that. He does have the excuse. Do you think they pull the trigger after one year if it gets if it goes this far left? And if all of a sudden Danny Dimes looks like he's like the Giants are ready to you know be fine? Do you think they make a move? I definitely think they make like a Black move Monday if we can, if we continue to see a lack of effort. On Guy's part, because now that Sam, what's the excuse going to be now that Sam Darnold's back? Because here we go again. It's like, all right, Adam Gase, you know, what we saw yesterday was an ill-prepared team coming off a bye week on a short road trip to Philadelphia. And your players on the were breaking huddles. And even Le'Veon Bell said after yep. the game, guys weren't lining up like they didn't know where to go. That's on you. That's the coaching staff. Like, that's that's yeah. all on you. And you're not right. having like, these been- guys prepared. I've been down on I've been very down on Cincinnati all year, but there's fighting yeah. that dog. You know, Damn first right. year head coach, you know, and, yep. and I don't think I've been saying I think they're bad, and they are, but you're right. They they like battle back. 
in a lot mm-hmm. of games they're in. You know, yeah. and we talk about Washington and Miami. They're dumpster fires. I get it. There's just no talent there. But compare the Jets and the Cincinnati Bengals, and Adam Gaze looks real bad. And it's not okay. like the Bengals aren't without offensive linemen, without Ross and A.J. Green. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's Could bad we see time. fire sale coming up, guys? Could the Jets turn into Craigslist, start selling bits and pieces and people? Could it be? Wouldn't surprise me at all. Adam Gase is going to blame everyone else but himself anyway. All right, we'll take a look at this Monday night game. We'll make our Make It Rain plays coming up here. On the grid, sportsgrid.com. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day. Here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Monday night football, good one here. It should be anyway. 49ers at home coming off a of bye week, taking on the Cleveland Browns. And I uh, I will also say this, too, about, uh, about yesterday uh, moving forward. If you are going to talk the talk, and if you are going to be somebody that uh, decides that, um, you know, you want to tell everyone how you're going to exact revenge, and then you fall flat on your face, and then don't make yourself available to the media after the game to discuss. Uh, we have a word. We call that front running. We call that a fraud. And that's exactly what you are, Khalil Mack. You're a fraud, my friend. All week long, you made it about you versus the Raiders. That's what you did about how you were going to cut. You were going to get your revenge. You couldn't wait to face them. You felt totally disrespected. Yeah, and then you went out there and your defense did absolutely nothing to win that game. You didn't dominate anything. You didn't sack uh, Derek Carr. In fact, nobody got to Derek Carr. That offensive line protected him. And, oh, yeah, the guys that replaced you dominated your offensive line on Chicago. And, listen, that's one game. Anything can happen. But the fact that you spent all week talking about it, and then didn't make yourself available after the game? Yeah. That's called front running, Dane. That's uh yeah, that, yeah, that's not that's that's not a good thing. We don't you know, we don't mind that you talk. Just make yourself available when you fall flat on your face. Yeah, you gotta stand in front of your locker and be accountable, right? That's what we say. Right. Maybe they had a uh, you know, maybe they had a flight back across the pond to catch Joe. You know, maybe that was it. But I I mean I think that's true, you know, a lot of talk. And listen, everyone thought it was gonna go that way, right, Joe? We were we were big on Chicago on Sunday morning. We were putting them in teasers and parlays. A lot of people had the Bears in their knockout pool. You know what I thought at one point though, Joe? You know how Gruden tries really hard in the preseason? 
and wants to make it known, you know, that sort of thing. I almost felt like the London exhibition game was like going to be that prime time, you know, isolated spot for the Raiders. They won on Monday night football in week one. You know, it's almost like Gruden knows when the attention is on him, when eyes are on him and they, you know, and they play better. I don't know if it's sustainable, but in that standalone game, the London spotlight game, they come up, deliver and get a W. But yeah, Mac, you need to stand in front of the cameras and, you know, answer the questions. Yeah, not every game is going to be a great game. That's fine. Nobody, nobody's going to fault you for, you know, for getting beat by the Raiders, who, by the way, they're not a fluky three and two team. They're legit. They got a good offensive line. They got a franchise running back. They've gotten really good in the trenches on the defensive side of the ball. This is not a team anybody, I think, is going to want to play this year and go, oh, this is, you know, we should stop with the whole, oh, we're going to run the Raiders over. It's an automatic W because it's not. This actual team can actually play. They're well coached. And that, um, I hate to say it, but Richie Incognito uh, leading that <laughs> offensive line. Guys, they just out physical that front yesterday, man. I mean, that's ultimately what they did. I, it, we all made fun like, oh, Richie, he's a, well, he, he did a pretty good job yesterday, A, protecting Derek Carr on what is one of a ridiculous front there for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, they had their way with that. They beat them in the trenches yesterday. Not easy to do, man. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, let's put it this way. There's a reason that even with all of the stuff that has gone down with Richie Incognito, that he is still on <laughs> roster, still making Pro Bowls, Joe. I mean, he was yep. a Pro Bowler, I think. Like, yep. like Teams still want this guy, okay? Mm -hmm. And there's a reason for that because he's a damn good interior offensive lineman. All the stuff, I'm not making judgments on all the rest of the stuff, whether it's the bullying, the stuff with his father. Right. I have no idea. But, you know. We say it all the time with other stars, right? If you're really good, you get a long leash. And people still want Richie Incognito in this world where finding a good offensive lineman is harder and harder to do. And we see the implications of other teams that can't protect or block. So, yeah, Incognito's going to have a job. Oh, and by the way, Jonathan Martin, the other bullying part in that mm -hmm. story, he was in, right. he was in the news also recently yeah. for, a, yeah. for a different reason. So on some level, it looks like Richie Incognito won. Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's amazing how it all comes back, isn't it, man? Yep. The storyline. And this is a team, don't forget, right? Hard knocks. Yeah, Antonio. Yeah. That Antonio Brown debacle seems like a million years ago right I'll now, doesn't it, what. with the Raiders? If they just keep on doing it, like you say, and mauling people and all that stuff. And they go, let's mm -hmm. say they go seven and nine, Joe. Yes, but they're seven and nine on their way to Vegas with an identity mm -hmm. and a reason to be happy and believe. Remember, right. they still, as far as I remember, they still have loads of draft capital. And all yes. of a sudden, maybe there are a couple of players that will want to play for yep. the Vegas Raiders. And let's not forget, uh, this was a route without their number one wide receiver. Also, no, I'm not talking about a B. I'm talking about Terrell Williams, who wasn't there either. OK, so, you know, things could be looking up. For the Raiders. It's interesting, too, because they have a big – their schedule right now, we, yeah, we had talks, talked about it. Everything's on the road. Game. But, man, come November, guys, the final uh, leg of the season here from November 3rd through December – Every they got five of their last nine games are at home. They play historically much better in Oakland than they do on the road. So crazier things have happened, and who knows what's going to happen because we watched the Chargers imploded home again yesterday against Denver. Kansas City is obviously the class, but is it crazy to think that maybe the Oakland Raiders could be the second best team in the AFC West? I, I don't think it's out of the question. 
It's not crazy, and I do think their head-to-head games against the Los Angeles Chargers are going mm-hmm. to matter, Joe. Yeah. And so I look at You're it, right. week 10, that yep. is, I think, their next real home game. They get the Chargers, and it's on a Thursday night. So night. they get yep. the Thursday night home game, you know, that idea. And then they don't play um, – you know, the schedule kind of smiles upon them. Week 16 and 17 is when they get the Chargers and the Broncos again. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm looking at it. Their Kansas City game, they've already had one. Right. I, their other Kansas Might that be the Mexico game, Joe? I think that's correct. It I, I do be. think so, that's like, correct. You get, the, you get the chance of it not being Arrowhead, you know, so yep. that's interesting also. I'm trying to find out to double-check. No, Joe, I'm sorry. It's Chiefs-Chargers. That's Mexico. Oh, I knew Chargers, it was Anthony Chargers. West. Gotcha. But okay. listen, you know, if Oakland can hang in and their next games after the bye, though, it's not easy, Joe, at Green Bay, at Houston, then Detroit, who we think is, you know, a kind of similar trenches team, and then the Chargers. So it's not like you get to easy, but they do have, you know, they do have the bye, and they are smiling now at 3-2. and two. Yes, they are. And uh, another team smiling is the 49ers, who are undefeated even though that the teams they have beaten in that undefeated stretch there of 3 and 0 or combined 3 and 12 but you're still undefeated coming off a of bye you got a home game monday night you got a great coach you got a franchise quarterback you got a good defense and you're welcoming in the cleveland browns who still have issues on offensive line that's secondary by the way guys still all sorts of problems right now for them uh, including, I believe, Greedy Williams is gone. Denzel Ward, it, they've missed practice all week. They're in, not playing. They might have Morgan Burnett back. Their safety, he's listed as questionable. He has practiced a little bit here. But the the problems for the Cleveland Browns are still the problems for the Cleveland Browns. The offensive line is extremely weak. Uh, and, oh, yeah, the secondary has got issues on defense. The question is, since style makes fight here, Dane, who do you trust more here in this game uh, on a Monday night football? It's a number, it's minus five, but who do you like to win this game? I like San Francisco. I like San Francisco, and you're talking about them in the trenches, Joe. You know, mm. I like this defensive front for the San Francisco 49ers. D Ford, uh, Nick Boza coming up there. They got a ton of first Oof. top ten picks. On that yeah. line between Solomon Thomas and, and Buckner, yep. you know, um, I like them in the secondary growing as well with Richard Sherman. I, I like San Francisco. And mm-hmm. remember, Shanahan off the bye, I think, is pretty good. He got an opportunity to figure out how to attack this defense. And yep. they're getting Tevin Coleman back. You know what I find interesting, Joe? If you look at prop bets, there are no prop bets for the San Francisco run game tonight at all. Really? Because of the addition of Tevin Coleman coming back. You don't have a prop on him or Brita or, you know, most start or anybody else. And even with Melvin Gordon coming back, there were prop bets on Gordon and Eckler yesterday. Right. right. So I think that they don't know how this committee is going to look. And guess what? If Vegas doesn't want to guess, that means the Browns don't know either. And the Niners have just so many guys. Think about what Debo Samuel can do also. George Kittle. They are multiple. Goodwin to stretch the field. I think this San Francisco Shanahan offense is going to start looking good. I think their defense already does. I think people need to learn up about the San Francisco 49ers. Mm. I think they win at home off a bye in a primetime spot to announce themselves. I'll lay the five. Give me San Francisco. Historically, it's been one of the most profitable spots in the NFL, guys. Having a favorite coming off a bye in that next game 
It is 143 and 97 against the number. That's nearly 60% since 2003. So this is known, especially as favorites, not like the Jets who are an underdog, but favorites coming off of a buy in the next game. Yeah, that extra rest, that extra time to prepare. There's a reason why they're the favorites. And it's been pushed up, even though, and this is another one of those, we know, you're right, that the dogs have been very profitable thus far. But you've got a situation here, Dane, where the pros are clearly back in one, that being the 49ers, in a very weird contrarian spot because all the tickets are being written by the public on Cleveland. They're all back in Cleveland, but yet the line continues to grow away and a very small percentage, and you don't often get it like this, Dane, where the actual favorite is not being supported by the public. It's actually being supported by the pros, a spot that they absolutely professional betters love to be in. I get to fade. I get to fade the public and I get to back the favorite off a buy. It's exactly what pros look for. You lay in the you lay in the five or you you lay in the over two hundred juice on this one? Uh, both. You know, combination of both. Either absolutely. way you're okay. Yeah, I'm good either way. I, you know, I got no. I think if they win by at least a touchdown here, I do think that uh, it's going to be a rough sled for. They're going to make them very one-dimensional. I don't think Nick yep. Chubb is going to have nearly the success that uh, that he had against Baltimore, and I do think they're going to force Baker to uh, to have to drop back. And with that yep. pass rush, I uh, don't know if D Ford is going just yet, but they um, it, it, they're leaning towards him going in that front with Armistead and D Ford and. Yeah, guys, they can get at it, man. And I just think Shanahan and Kyle Garoppolo, I I think they'll have with an extra week to prepare for that depleted secondary. I think it's going to be a long night for that defense of the Cleveland Browns, Dane. Yeah, I'm with you. And that's why you talked about the kind of game script and how they may get out and force Baker. That's why one of my prop bets, Joe, Mm -hmm. is uh, you can get it's minus 150. But yes, that Baker will throw an interception tonight. Good. And I believe that he will. You talk Great about the pressure that. that he'll be on. I think yep. he will. We all know Baker likes to make plays, roll out, force it. Um, I do think Baker will throw at least one pick, and I'll take it at minus 150 tonight as my main prop bet of the night. One o'clock baseball today. Granky taking on Morton. Uh, Granky's a minus 150 favorite. Uh, Morton plus 140. Uh, do, is it over? I mean, does Houston wrap it up here? Do the Yankees wrap it up? Severino versus Odorizzi in, uh, in Minnesota. Which dog do you like better? Uh, Tampa because of Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton even showed in game in, in his last playoff game in that one game playoff that he was a stud. Mm. So I will believe in Morton. If you ask me which one has a better chance, better shot. I think right. it's Tampa and Morton. Um, you know, maybe the, the Yankees, listen, we talked about their bullpens on Friday, Joe. And one of the things I said was that their bullpens haven't been in this spot. And you could mm. literally see sphincters getting tight with some kids. You could see it on their face. The moment was too big for them, Joe. The, uh, well, the, you know, give credit to the Yankee batters. They're as dialed in as we have seen them all Taking year long. Taking pitches, too. Taking pitches. Every pitch. Yeah, if it's not a strike, they ain't swinging, which it's makes it on. very difficult for people to get guys like them out if they ain't swinging at bad stuff. So uh, I, I think both series are over here tonight. Morning Answers up next. We'll recap them, though, tomorrow on Make It Rain. Good luck. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. 
Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day. Here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Did you miss me? Here's what you missed on Make It Rain. And I don't if you ask me right now, who do I like better, Ravens or Cleveland? I like Cleveland better because I think their offense is more capable or at least more dynamic. I feel and I fear that Lamar is going to start to become a little more reliant on his legs, a little bit more one-dimensional. And it's okay as long as you can have success running the ball. But at some point, Dan, you and I both notice you're going to have to air the ball out, especially in November and December. And I don't know that I trust him just yet, Lamar, to be able to make that uh, that game-winning drive where you can't hand it off. You're going to have to throw it down. And I just don't see it from him yet at this point with this team. Yeah, that's interesting. I see it the other way, Joe. I'll lean towards Baltimore here. And it's sort of what we were talking about, for me at least, what we were talking about up at the top of the show. You know, the idea of how style makes fight and how you're going to have to win some in the trenches. Now, I know this Baltimore defense has not looked as good in the last few weeks as it did in the first couple when they were playing teams like the Miami Dolphins. I'll give you that. But at the same time, I'm clo- I feel like the Baltimore Ravens are closer to their identity. They know what they want to do. They have that, and I think they have the better coaching. You got to believe that John Harbaugh is a better coach than first-year guy. Freddie Kitchens. So when when you know adversity hits, I'll trust Harbaugh and the Ravens over Cleveland and Freddie Kitchens. And I just don't think that they have their identity settled just yet. Yes, they are a more dynamic offense, but that offensive line still giving a pressure on Baker Mayfield. And I just think that Baltimore at least knows what they want to do. The question is, um, can they do it? And Lamar will get better over time. Remember, two weeks ago we were talking about Lamar as an MVP candidate. All right, so yes, he's had some. Uh, uh, you know, he's had some less impressive games, shall we say. But from a fantasy standpoint, he's still doing it because of his 70 yards on the ground. That always will help out. I just think the Baltimore Ravens know who they want to be, are more comfortable in their own skin. So I'll still lean Baltimore in the AFC North. Yeah, but if you can't pass more than 50%, if you can't complete more than 50% of your passes, you ain't winning anything in the NFL. I mean, congratulations. You can, you know, you can be the best of the AFC North, which is filled with crap. Uh, I don't trust them to be able to throw the ball down the field, which they're going to have to do. If you gave me Baltimore, we already listen. We already watched what Cleveland can do. And the minute Baltimore had to play from behind, which is not what they are built to do. Look at what happened there. He got exposed sure. as a passer in the NFL, while Baker, on the other hand, can push the ball down the field. He's got better weapons. He's got a better, you know, there's so many other things that Cleveland can do dynamically from an offensive standpoint that I have a feeling that if Baltimore does not play from the lead, 